Fire and the Flood. Part 3 of the Fiends with Benefits series. Ökodomen's Potfic, written by Verdant Valpus and read by Literarian. Summary This is the prequel to The Trouble with Being a Demon. It will follow the book boys from Eden to Doppelbanging. It's full of stupidity and hijinks, but it's also a journey of exploration as two entities discover romantic and sexual love, kink and the shape of their own needs and boundaries before our modern understanding of these things existed. It is the story of how Anthony and Zira stumble backwards into a marriage full of love, comfort and yummy kinky sex while always navigating the myriad of troubles with being stupid. I mean, with being a demon or angel. Chapter 1. The Wool Summary Azira, Fel and Crawley meet on the wall in Eden and begin a strange and forbidden friendship. But that friendship is jeopardized when Eden collapses and their earthly assignments change. Content warnings. Discorporation. Crawley watched the flustered angel. Aziraphale, wringing his pale hands, his pale eyes fixed on the pale horizon. Everything outside of Eden looked so wretchedly boring. Just a seemingly endless expanse of sand, and proof positive to Crawley that all the interesting thinkers left in the rebellion. The sky was certainly being interesting, though, all rumbling and dark. And wet. And cold. Funny if we both got it wrong, eh? He joked weakly. It wouldn't be, and Aziraphale was all too quick to point that out, robbing Crawley of even that temporary respite from his anxiety. He shouldn't be anxious. He was absolutely certain he had done the wrong thing, considering all the drama that followed. And if anything, he should be crowing about evil's triumph here, but Aziraphale's distress was souring his success as much as the rain was. He glanced at Aziraphale again, trying to suss him out. Really an odd duck, angelically speaking. Civil to demons, compassionate to humans. Just a kind soul, really. Crawley tried to roll his eyes and found it difficult. And not only because he was a serpent and hadn't figured out how to do that yet. That compassion should seem highly appropriate for an angel, but Crawley knew better. Heaven was anything but compassionate. And they were bloody over the top with how they dealt with mistakes. 
No, Crowley needn't be anxious, but Aziraphale ought to be terrified. Are you cold, dear? the angel asked. Crowley snorted, because he was freezing, but far too much of a demon to let on. The endearment from the angel stuck in his craw, and he wasn't even sure what a craw was. Did he have a craw? Regardless, angels weren't supposed to be concerned about a demon's comfort, and they weren't supposed to suggest demons could be dear. Hadn't Aziraphale even read the rules? Come on, then. The angel smiled and scooped Crawley into his arms. Crawley froze in alarm, then instinctively wound himself around whatever he could reach. It wasn't that he was unstable per se. Aziraphale seemed to have him well in hand despite his size and length, but Crawley was far from used to being held so gently. Once the initial shock wore off and he realized Aziraphale wasn't discorporating him, the false sense of security bit was more a demon thing, but one never knew. Crawley was able to register how very warm the angel was. Heat against his chilled scales. He was in no hurry to leave now. Then Aziraphale leapt from the wall and they plummeted several meters before Aziraphale spread his wings and flew. The thunder almost drowned out Crowley's shriek of terror, but not quite. Aziraphale landed at the base of the wall where he'd previously helped Adam and Eve escape Eden. The demon was wrapped around him, squeezing uncomfortably tightly and still screaming in the angel's ear. Crawley, really, he chided, trying to dislodge the shining black coil from around his neck. At least the screaming stopped. You can't possibly be afraid of heights. You crawled up there. Yeah, with a firm surface under me the whole time. The serpent snapped angrily. I can shimmy up a massive wall just fine. Could even do it upside down if I wanted. But a surface is required. Aziraphale huffed at the silly thing and climbed into the shelter offered by the large crack in the wall. Once out of the rain, Crawley slid wetly onto his lap and sulked. Aziraphale used the opportunity to really examine the creature. The other angels had made their opinions on demons abundantly clear. They were wretched, ugly, evil things. Crawley had certainly caused a great deal of mayhem in the previously peaceful garden. Aziraphale should be furious with him. He should have smote him straight away. Should do so now. And yet... 
the brief conversation on the wall had felt more natural than nearly any he'd had with his fellow angels. And Crawley wasn't ugly. He was beautiful. You have lovely eyes, Aziraphale told him earnestly. Crawley stared up at him, silent and unblinking. Everyone says demons are terrible in every way, but you don't seem too bad. The serpent hissed. Take that back. Aziraphale had meant it as a compliment, forgetting already how Crawley had said demons could get in trouble for doing the right thing. Flushing, he hurriedly retracted his statement, raising his voice in case anyone could hear. I mean, you're wicked, vile, nasty creature. Very, very bad. Crawley relaxed at once with a curt nod. You are beautiful, though, Aziraphale whispered. These dark, shining scales remind me of the night sky. Crawley made a funny sound and shifted, quickly changing into something else. His scales lightened and smoothed into tawny gold skin, and soon Aziraphale was being straddled by another man-shaped being. Crawley shivered and glared sullenly. Not beautiful, he grumbled. If you're going to act like a complete walloper, then I won't be a serpent anymore. Aziraphale blinked, confused. This form, with its slender limbs and long ebony hair, was every bit as lovely as the scales. Expressive citron eyes shone up at him beneath dark brows. Wary and somehow vulnerable. Certainly no less beautiful. I'm sorry I made you uncomfortable. Aziraphale murmured, trying to look anywhere but directly at the demon fidgeting on his lap, lest his attention make Crawley feel worse. Not, Crawley grumbled, seemingly dedicated to being contrary. Only you screamed rather loudly, so I thought perhaps you were frightened I'd hurt you. Aziraphale continued gently. The demon's face seemed to warm, a definite rosy undertone on the golden cheeks. Aziraphale was charmed and fascinated. I assure you that I haven't any intention of harming you, Crawley. You may be the only entity in Eden worth speaking with. Wasn't scared of you, you know. Crawley snarled, shoving Aziraphale away as far as he could, which, given the confines of the space, only gained him an inch and a half. You grabbed me and flung me off the bloody wall. I didn't, Aziraphale cried, offended. I had you secure in my arms the entire time. Well, it sure felt like a sheer drop to me, Angel, and I'm an expert. How? Aziraphale gasped. He hadn't considered that. 
He enjoyed the feel of wind in his hair, the funny little dip in his stomach before he spread his wings. Of course, the demon would have a visceral reaction to falling. Oh, I'm terribly sorry, Crowley. That was horribly insensitive of me. Pfft, shut it, Crowley grumbled. It's fine. Safe on the ground now. They waited out the storm for a while in silence. Crawley's shivering slowly subsided. Aziraphale started fretting anew over his actions. Bad enough he helped the humans escape Eden and gave away his sword. Now he was chumming it up with a demon. The demon who caused the whole mess, no less. Gabriel would have him demoted for this. He'd be humiliated. And God was certain to be cross. Once the Almighty is done with this temper tantrum with the sky, we'll go our separate ways, Crowley muttered. Azira felt startled at his voice. So deep was he in his worry. Yes, I, I think that would be best, Aziraphale hastily agreed. We are meant to be enemies, after all. What would people say if they saw us chatting? Best not find out, Crawley snorted. Was it Aziraphale's imagination, or did the demon seem disappointed? Best not find out. They did chat, though, as the storm continued to rage around them. There didn't seem anything else to do, and simply sitting in silence with a pretty demon on his lap felt far more uncomfortable than having a bit of light conversation. So long as they didn't discuss anything sensitive, it couldn't be any more traitorous than what Aziraphale had already done. And Crawley was fun to talk to. A strange fellow, no doubt, but humorous and quick-witted, and while there may have been a hint of derision in the way Crawley called him Angel, it still seemed more like professional rivalry than a personal slight. That was refreshing, honestly, to speak to someone without shame. The irony in that was worrisome, though. When the rain finally lessened to a light drizzle, Crawley slipped back into his serpent form and slithered on his way. Aziraphale watched him go with an unsettling amount of regret. Crawley saw the angel again. Seemed inevitable, really, being as they both worked in the garden. It couldn't be helped that they'd cross paths, and since that was the case, there didn't seem any harm in having a brief visit. He was a demon, but that didn't mean he was obligated to be rude. That's all this was. Just two entities making the most of their empty days. Although deep, deep down, Crawley was self-aware enough to realize he enjoyed spending time with the angel. 
He could rationalize it all he wanted, but eventually there was no hiding the truth from himself. He sought the angel out. And the angel always smiled so whenever he slid out of the underbrush to join him on a sunny rock. If he ever got caught, he could always tell head office he was trying to tempt the angel away from God. That should get them off his back. As far as he could tell, head office didn't seem to be remotely asked about what he was getting up to, but it never hurt to have an excuse ready. So I said that the sword had to be around here somewhere, and that seemed to be the end of it. <laughs> Aziraphale tittered as Crawley gaped in amused surprise. Aziraphale, the fussy worrywart of an angel, had bold-faced lied to the almighty God and gotten away with it. Crawley was in awe. <laughs> you are either very brave or very stupid, Crawley laughed. Neither, I'm afraid. <sighs> I'm clever enough to know I hadn't any other choice. It may have ended very badly for me, but explaining what happened to the sword was guaranteed to be disastrous. I felt I had to at least try. Makes sense, Crawley nodded. That's what I would do. Oh, Aziraphale looked a bit ill. Don't worry about it, Crawley told him. One little fib does not a demon make. Yes, of course. Aziraphale wheezed in relief. I was a bit worried. Uh, not that there's anything wrong with being a demon, I'm sure. Crawley stared at him in disbelief. Aziraphale stammered for two minutes before managing a sentence. Ah. I mean to say that I'm sure there are plenty of good things about being a demon, should you already be one. Not really, Crawley deadpanned. Sort of the point, innit? Eternal punishment and all that? That's what you lot say, innit? My lot say quite a bit about things they know little about, I suspect. Aziraphale grumbled. Angel, Crawley drooled, impressed at the angel's continued audacity. Satan, help me, I really think I might like you. Yes, well, the angel blushed a fetching pink. Don't let on, but I rather think you might be my only friend, Crawley. I very much enjoy our talks. Friend. Crawley rolled the word around in his mouth. It warmed his tongue and belly. Yeah, same. Congratulations, Crawley! Beelzebub buzzed loudly. They sat high on their throne, their voice booming off the glowing yellow stalactites. 
the one above Crawley wobbled worryingly with the vibration. He slithered closer to the wall of volcanic glass where the ceiling looked less cracked. Eden is finished. Lucifer is pleased. And now the humans are vulnerable. The humans are still alive? Crawley asked, surprised. There didn't seem to be much out there in the wilderness to survive on for such soft-looking things. I know, it's surprising, Beelzebub nodded. But somehow they thrived, multiplied. There's a whole slew of them there now. Huh, Crawley smiled. Aziraphale would be pleased to hear that. He'd been so worried about them. Now we can begin the next phase of the war. Beelzebub grinned and Crawley's smile vanished. Was that? He muttered warily. As far as he knew, the war was over. The hot sulphur bath was a pretty convincing indicator that they had lost. The war will be waged on Earth over human souls, Beelzebub explained. And since you're our expert, you will be permanently assigned on Earth and charged with tempting those souls. Easy, Crawley chirped excitedly. When he had been recalled to hell, Crawley was afraid he'd never see the sky again. Getting dominion over this new world sounded like a great opportunity, and best of all, it got him out of hell. It won't be simple, Crawley, Beelzebub warned him. Heaven will have their own agent there to shepherd the human flock. Right, course. Crawley tried to look very serious. He had a sneaking suspicion who this agent might be and very much hoped he was right. Part of your job will be to discorporate this agent whenever you cross paths, Beelzebub ordered. Crawley swallowed thickly. Then use the time that grants you to carry out your mission. Uh, Crawley uttered nervously. But uh, what if I could tempt this angel to our cause instead? No point. Beelzebub sighed. Lucifer figures heaven knows better than to cast any angels out. Only feeds our ranks. Just kill him. I understand. Crawley responded evasively, bowing his head once he was dismissed. He'd have to find Aziraphale quickly and work out some sort of system to avoid each other. He might be an angel, but Crawley really didn't want to discorporate him even if it would only be a temporary inconvenience. They were both clever. They could make it work. He quickly tunneled his way back to the surface, wincing at the bright sunlight,
before tasting the air in search of his friend. East. Of course he was east. Crawley hurried along the brush, his heart singing with excitement. He spotted Aziraphale in a clearing up ahead and slowed to a quiet creep when he realized the angel wasn't alone. The power shining off the other angel was even greater than the principality, which meant it had to be an archangel. He inched closer until he could hear their voices. It was definitely Gabriel. Crawley would recognize that condescending tone in any corporation. Going forward, you will be the principality of Earth. Gabriel told Aziraphale coldly. Crawley grinned to himself, hidden in the bushes. This was perfect. I am honoured. Aziraphale bowed his head humbly, and Gabriel sneered. You should be. I've no idea why you were chosen for this important task after what happened to your sword. Gabriel snapped. But this is your chance to redeem yourself. Keep those humans walking heaven's path. That means eliminating any demons before they can lure those poor souls astray. Eliminate! Aziraphale winced. I think I can keep them safe without anything so severe. I can teach them to reject hell's influence. Keep them safe! Gabriel snorted. Like you protected the tree of knowledge. Aziraphale flinched as if he'd been slapped. Crawley felt an uncomfortable stab of guilt, which he quickly diverted into protective anger. That was problematic in another way, but easier for him to stomach. I'm ordering you to smite that serpent if you find him, Gabriel demanded. Crawley snorted quietly. Yes, of course, Aziraphale quickly agreed. Monstrous thing, I'll show him what comes of defying heaven. Crawley felt cold. The angel shared a quick laugh and then Gabriel went on his way, leaving Aziraphale alone in the clearing. Crawley watched him from the shadows, but the angel just stood there, unmoving, as if waiting. Waiting for Crawley to come out of hiding for a visit, as he always did. Waiting to ambush him and claim a victory for heaven. Crawley hadn't been smote by an angel before. He figured it couldn't possibly be as bad as being smote by God himself it likely wouldn't do much more than discorporate him, and that was hardly permanent. Inconvenient, though. And embarrassing. Really, it was the principle of the thing. Aziraphale was supposed to be his friend. Cause he's not my friend, Crawley muttered to himself as he slithered away. He should have known. Never trust an angel. Never trust anyone. Once burnt, twice shy, and all that. Well, 
Crawley had burned all right. You'd think he'd have known better than to let his guard down. Why did he do that? Just because Aziraphale was beautiful? Because Aziraphale said he was beautiful? Obviously he was lying. Should have known. Crawley may have been a demon, but Aziraphale invented lying. How could Crawley have been so infernally stupid? He found a nice place to hide from the sun and rain and curled himself up there, hoping to sleep for a while, but now he felt too anxious. How long would Aziraphale wait for him? Would the angel just go on his way, or would he hunt Crawley down? Was this shelter safe enough? He stayed awake, watching the mouth of the hole he was in until the sun set, rose, set again. He emerged on the third day, feeling chilled. He hadn't heard Aziraphale in a while. Perhaps the angel had moved on. Crawley could just slither out and find a nearby rock to bask on. He'd stay vigilant and go right back into hiding once he was warm enough. That would be fine. He crept along the ferns and shrubs, wincing at how all the lush greenery had dried, how the flowers had all wilted and drooped. The desert was creeping in. Eden was fading away. Because of him. He found a secluded rock that looked flat and inviting. It was hot against his cold scales, and he sighed in pleasure as he coiled up tight, a little black ball in the sun. The cold receded, and his exhaustion expanded in its place. He couldn't sleep, though. Not yet. He'd just rest his head a bit. There you are! Crawley bolted awake with a shout, eyes bleary and half-blind in the bright sun. Aziraphale was looming over him, his hand on Crawley's neck. Terror ripped through him as the angel lifted him from the rock. No! Crawley twisted and lashed out in utter panic, sinking his fangs into the soft flesh of the angel's wrist. Aziraphale cried out in pain and dropped him at once. Crawley raced for the safety of the thorny underbrush and hid, quaking in fear. Stupid, stupid to have fallen asleep in the open. Ow! Whatever was that for? Aziraphale shouted at the shrubbery around him. I was just happy to see you at last. It has been a month. Likely story, Crawley snapped, hoping he was safe enough in his thorny bush. I heard you talking to Gabriel. You want to smite me. I absolutely do not. Aziraphale assured him, walking slowly towards his bush. I'm sorry you heard that, Crawley, but what did you expect me to say? 
Should I have told God's messenger that I am friends with a demon? I thought we agreed to keep our relationship a secret. Crowley considered this for a moment. It did check out. He peeked through the thorny branches at Aziraphale as the angel pursed his lips at the painful-looking bite. Sorry, Crawley muttered. You spooked me. No harm done, really. Aziraphale smiled, healing the punctures with a wave. It did smart, though. I'll be sure to avoid sneaking up on you in the future. Chagrined, Crawley slowly left the sharp security of the brush to feel the warmth of Aziraphale's smile. Hi, angel, he uttered sheepishly as he slid contritely over the angel's feet. Silly thing, Aziraphale murmured affectionately. His voice sounded a bit wobbly, and Crawley almost blinked when the angel sat with a heavy thump upon the dry earth beside him. He seemed paler than usual, and there was an odd shine of dampness around his temples. I imagine trust is difficult for demons. Aziraphale continued, swaying slightly as he rubbed at his eyes. Crawley glanced at the angel's wrist, where a long dark line had spread up the inside of his arm, turning the flesh around it a livid red. Uh, Crawley winced. Apologies, Aziraphale slurred weakly. I don't know what's wrong with me. I suddenly feel terribly unwell. "'Yeah,' Crawley croaked, feeling annoyingly guilty. "'So I think I poisoned you.' "'You... you poisoned me!' Aziraphale looked terribly betrayed. Crawley gulped. "'Well, I mean, you did sneak up on me, and I was sure you were going to kill me, so I tried to do you in first. He growled defensively. When you healed it, I assumed maybe you were immune to my venom, but... You poisoned me! Aziraphale cried, noticing the horrible mark on his arm. It had spread well up the angel's neck now. He collapsed limply to the ground, a single tear escaping his dimming eyes. Yeah, sorry about that, Crawley sighed. We're still friends, though, right? Aziraphale managed a faint whisper. You utter bastard. We're still friends, Crawley whined, getting quite nervous now. Angel! There was no response from the empty corporation beside him. Crawley flicked his tongue and glanced heavenward. There was no answer in the empty sky either. He didn't like the way this turned out one bit. 
He especially didn't like the uncomfortable feeling in the pit of his stomach. It felt like he'd swallowed a rock. It's probably fine, Crawley told himself, slithering off into the west. He felt the need for a distraction, something to shake off this weight. There wasn't time to dawdle watching over a corporation that was already beginning to disintegrate. He had a job to do, and he figured the humans weren't going to damn themselves. It would be a while before he figured out that humans were actually very good at that.